Welcome, welcome, welcome to Think, Feel, Eat, episode number 17. We are in the midst of a long series on the perfect storm of weight loss. And within that longer series, we are in the midst of a three week, it was going to be two, but after last week, I decided to make it three because I realized that they're too long. And in order for me to really teach the way I want to teach and give you all the vitals, I want to take my time and I want to go over the chart thoroughly and so forth. So three weeks on this one, which is called pick a protocol. All right. So first of all, I'm going to screen share for a moment and go over again um, a little bit about um, this perfect storm. So we're going to be using this worksheet here. Now, for those of you who are not watching the video, but you're listening on iTunes, everything is at the blog and it comes up after the fact. So, um, you know, it, depending on which day you go, it, whether I sent the stuff to my assistant that day or not, but I do know that up through 15 is there now. And um, there is a Think, Feel, Eat page and there's a Weight Loss Lifestyle page and all those have all those videos on it. There are blog articles and so forth. But there's one specific page called donnerish.com forward slash perfect storm. And that is where you can get all of this information in order, laid out in order for you. So um, that is something that's hard to come by in most podcasts and video casts. More and more very conscientious, like my coaches, all of the people um, whom I learn from, they're all doing something similar to this where they have, they put things in order for their readers and in order for their listeners and so forth. And, you know, obviously I do that for my private clients, um, but the, you know, but then we have it in order for them and then they have the weekly coaching, but this is something that conscientious bloggers, podcasters, videocasters are doing, and I am joining them to do that too. So it's donnerish.com forward slash perfect storm. And um, let me just let me just show that to you here because I have it right here. So, all right. So what it looks like in my graphics girl has done an amazing job with this. So what this looks like is here you can see donnerish.com forward slash perfect storm. And then it has the steps. Isn't she a genius? And all you have to do is click on the step and go right down to step three, step four, step five, whatever it is. And then each step has what you need for that. I mean, this is like high level stuff that you usually only find in high cost programs, right? So um, yeah, I'm excited to, to give that to people right now, especially during this time when there are so many difficult things. So let me help you out here. All right, so step one, and then it has any um, broadcast that go with it. You can go to the, this click, will take you to the video, the audio, the outline, and the graphics. It has some of the graphics that go with that step and so forth. Isn't that cool? So you can go right on down through here. The step that we are now on is step five, and it's going to be three part, uh, well, actually four part steps by the time you count the weight loss lifestyle macronutrient training. So you can get it right there. The um, pick your protocol part one. She already has that one up. Tonight is pick your protocol part two. And then we'll also be adding pick your protocol part three. And then here are the images and graphics. So um, anyway, I just want to encourage you that uh, I know one of my clients the other day said, now what exactly is, um, you know, is, I'm gonna stop sharing for a sec. What exactly is the perfect storm? What exactly is the pick a protocol? And I was like, you don't have to worry about that because you're my private client. So we're already doing it in order. 
I said, but that is the weekly teaching and she can definitely go back and re-listen to it and she has access to that too. Um, but I thought, you know, she's a private client and she's asking, what is the perfect protocol? What is a perfect storm? Or what is the protocol? Pick a protocol and stuff like that. Then maybe my listeners are asking too. So anyway, that is how you can get to that. DonnaReach.com forward slash perfect storm. So without further ado, we are on pick your protocol part two of three. And if you remember right, you have a worksheet available. It's available in the Donnerish freebies. That's donnerish.com forward slash freebies. And this is, these will also all be in the notes. So it'll be in the notes at YouTube, iTunes, and at the blog. All right. So um, the pick a protocol came about from the different protocols that I've tried. And most of you know that my husband and I have lost 220 pounds together. Um, the last 50 pounds for me has just been in the last few years, all um, 100 of his 120 have been um, just the last two years. So uh, yeah, it's really exciting stuff. But with that, um, I have learned a lot about weight loss. You also know that I'm a weight loss coach and I'm in, and I'm in a self-coaching scholar. So I'm constantly learning. I study this stuff two to four hours every day. Um, but with that came the realization that my weight loss coach teaches one protocol and you know, you go to intermittent fasting pages, groups, you go to keto pages, you go to low carb, you go to real foods, you go to macronutrients and everybody has a way to help people lose weight. Right. And as I said before, almost every diet will work. Right. So then it just, I was, I was, really having trouble saying, okay, well, in my coaching practice, I'm going to teach this. And at first it was going to be exactly what my coach teaches, which is no flour, no sugar ever. One food a week with one of those things in it. So, you know, this week you have a nacho or a donut, you don't have both. Um, so, because um, no flour means no flour, not even olive flour, coconut flour, corn flour, anything like that. So with that, then I was like, you know what? I see like in my groups and stuff in self-coaching scholars, a lot of the people aren't doing that. And a lot of her coaches who graduated out who teach weight loss, they don't do that particular protocol. And I thought, and then I was working towards that protocol and it was very hard for me. It was extremely difficult for me to stay on that protocol. It was like, you know, I don't, that's not really me. It's not really me to say you can only lose weight doing this. So that is when I designed the perfect storm. So um, the perfect storm is the triangle. I'm gonna share my screen again, and I'm going to bring, I'm going to open up my triangle here, and I'm gonna make it big, bigger, okay? The goal for the perfect storm is that you, we create a food intake, calorie deficit, whatever you wanna call it, um, that takes you to the intake that's needed for your new body. All right, so what do we need to do to weigh that new amount? Okay, whatever that goal weight is for you. Without, and this is a little bit blurry, I probably should have oh, saved it because um, I'm opening it from the Google Docs. That might not be the best idea. Okay, so um, we wanna do this without creating excess hunger, without creating over desires, without increasing cortisol, without decreasing serotonin without eating foods you don't like or should I say with eating foods you do like 
without eating over 20% fun foods, and you're gonna see why as we go through here, without taxing your energy, without having an empty stomach too much during your eating window, right? Whether you're eating eight hours, you know, six hours, four hours a day, we don't want to be hungry during that time, but yet we still have to keep our intake low enough to, for our new size body. So that's a real dilemma. How do we eat so we're not hungry? We know how we eat so we're not hungry during fasting because we can train our ghrelin and our leptin and everything. My, new, my next course, uh, it's already started, it's already passed for June, but July, the first Monday in July will start again if you want help with your intermittent fasting. That's just a one month course. So we know how to do it during intermittent fasting. We know how to cur curb our hunger. We know how to train our ghrelin. I teach about that all the time. But then if we're eating for six hours, but yet we're eating a small enough amount to get to our new body size, in whatever protocol we've chosen to make that deficit, document my hand so much, and I'm not even really much on the screen, <laughs> then we have to not allow us to get overly hungry during our eating window at the same time as we eat the number of calories or carbs or proteins or fats or points or real foods or whatever it is that you're, whatever it is that we're choosing to eat. Um, we have to eat that in such a deficit that we lose weight. So how do we do that? Well, we do that by creating the perfect storm. And that's why one of the emphases emphasis on all of the protocols that I talk about is willing to do this or realizing that this might be a reality for you. Like if you are, if you're only counting calories and you're eating for six hours and you are not putting another barrier, another boundary, I should say, in place with that, such as 80-20 or counting protein or counting fat or counting carbs, something with that, but you're just eating your 1,500 calories willy-nilly, you can have a 1,600-calorie salad at a restaurant and you will be done for the day. That's fine for people who want to do OPAD, right? One plate a day. But most of us aren't, don't want to do that, so then we have to balance this. Okay, so we want to uh, we want to do this without having an empty stomach too much during the eating window. We want to do this without increasing dopamine spikes around hyperpalatable foods, and we want to do this without stimulating disturbing our sleep. All right, so here we have our perfect storm, our three, our triangle divided into three. Okay, our trifecta. All right, so the first one is what we're working on last week, this week, and next week. We've been working on that because we laid a foundation for food protocols and eating protocols and fasting protocols. But now we are getting down to the nitty gritty with this food, with the protocol types. And I've chosen six to teach from, but if you are a client of mine and you want to do a different one, it's no problem at all. I understand enough about macronutrients, nutrition, fullness, brain, dopamine, spikes, insulin. I understand enough of that that I can help you with any protocol that you choose pretty much. I wouldn't, you know, and I'll rec make recommendations if you'd like, but food plan is number one. Number two is hunger and cravings um, and chemicals and neurotransmitters. And those are all the things like all the hormones like insulin, cortisol, ghrelin, leptin, human growth hormone, all of those hormones, and then the neurotransmitters like dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, all these things, these chemicals in, released in our brain 
that cause us to enjoy, if I could say enjoy our diet or hate it, cause us to be able to stay on it and not be able to stay on it, cause us to have so many dopamine spikes from hyperpalatable foods that we have no control. See how it's all related. The third one then is thoughts and emotional management. And that is um, the crux of the teaching in Think, Feel, Eat on Thursdays in the group and the Think, Feel, Eat podcast broadcast. Now, I was thinking about an analogy because everybody thinks that the food plan, the diet that you're on, the you know protocol is everything. And you know, there's some truth to that because when you're comparing like food versus exercise, food is 90% and exercise is 10% as far as weight loss is concerned. As far as building muscle, that's a different story, right? That takes uh, more protein, sometimes it takes more calories, and it always takes certain strength training, you know, regimens, uh, workouts and things. But these three work together. So when we consider the perfect storm of weight loss, I thought about an analogy that I think that made a lot of sense to me. And that was that your food plan, that number one eating protocol, food time, that's, that's food times, food types, food amounts, okay, all related to food, time for food, types of foods, amounts of foods. That's number one. That is like your vehicle. So you can go out and purchase a vehicle that is slick, slick and sleek and perfect and beautiful and wonderful, um, you know, on the outside, like so, 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 so healthy, right? It could just be the best diet ever for your health. But when you are in it, the upholstery itches you, the smell makes you sneeze, the um, gear shift is too low for you, it's not where you like it on the column. The, um, uh, the stereo system is too, uh, has too much fuzz, whatever. So it could look like the greatest food plan ever in the whole world. And it could be, I don't know anything about cars. So that's another important thing to note as I'm using this analogy and when it breaks down as it probably will. So perfect, beautiful car, but there are things about it you just do not like. You just cannot live with that protocol, all right? And then over here, hunger and cravings, those are controlled by, um, by hormones and by chemicals, neurotransmitters, and so forth, like I just described a moment ago. So consider those are like your fluids. So I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say that your beautiful food plan car your beautiful eating protocol car that you love so much that is just perfect for you. It seats perfectly. The interior is lovely. There are no itchy upholstery things. There's just nothing wrong with it for you. It's just your vehicle. It sits to the ground, the right place you like. You're up at the right level. I mean, just so, so, so perfect. And, but you are not putting in the fluids correctly. So you're not putting, you're not keeping the water in it. You're not keeping um, oil in it. You're not keeping antifreeze in it. So all of a sudden your perfect, beautiful car food plan is not working as well, right? 
Um, maybe even it's to such an extent that something is broken inside and you need to go have it repaired, but you don't want to. So you keep on driving a car that only goes 30 miles an hour and you can't go on an interstate. So it could have been the perfect car, but because step two, the hormones and chemicals and things were not a, 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 uh, taken care of, all of a sudden your beautiful sleek car hardly drives, right? Or is so uncomfortable you can't get in it. The air conditioning in the shot, no heat in the winter, whatever. And lastly, think, feel, eat. Thinking, feeling, that all comes down to part three of the triangle, which is our thoughts and emotional management. And that is our gasoline. And when we let it run too low, we run, it runs on fumes, we barely make it to the gas station, the car doesn't drive well, you know, just all kinds of things break down. So when we talk about our food protocols, and one of the reasons why I was torn between doing that in Weight Loss Lifestyle, which is my other broadcast podcast, or Think, Feel, Eat, which is my consistent weekly one. And the reason that I wanted to put it here, the pick a protocol, even though it feels so food related, is that nothing is just food related, right? Nothing about losing weight is just food related. Oh my word, my husband and I talk every day, like the things we have to wrap our heads around. Like today I heard this quote, um, the more you cook, the better you look. And I just told him that this morning when he got out of the shower and, and he was in the other room and I was reading something and I saw this and I yelled it into him and I was like, baby, the more you cook, the better you look. And he was like, oh, if that isn't the truth, right? Because weight loss is not just a protocol. It's, the protocol is so important, but if you don't keep the fluids in right, you don't keep it serviced, if you need to go have it serviced and actually something worked on, like you need to go to the doctor and get anti-anxiety meds or anti uh, antidepressants, or you need to get thyroid medication, or you need to get, you know, there may come a time for step two that you can't solve your serotonin and oxytocin and cortisol issues on your own. And then you have to be willing to take that car in and have it serviced, right? And truly wrapping our head around any protocol is where our thoughts and emotional management comes in. So let's look. This is the perfect storm that I just talked about. These are all my notes. <laughs> I have a lot of them for this whole product project. Okay, so I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go to the. Sorry about that. I'm good. There we go. I'm gonna go back over here. Maybe. I don't know why I keep sliding over. All right. And so last week we did the first two, and this week we're gonna do two more. Okay, so last week we did keto life and calories with calorie counting with a clear 80 to 20, 80, 20 approach, 80% real foods using that. Um, what episode number was that? Hmm, can't remember. My notes are not right here for that. I don't know what episode that number that is. Um, oh, I know where my, my sister put this in place. Let me think where she put it. The 80-20 was taught in episode 15, okay? Episode 15 taught the 80-20, the, the four food types, fuel, fun, 
frantic and um, thought. All right, so wrapping our heads around this, and the reason this applies to think, feel, eat so much is because what are you what are you going to do with the feelings that come when you don't want to stay on your protocol, whether it's keto or or eighty twenty in calorie counting? What are you going to do when you're when you've had one uh, you know candy bar or a, a croissant with your tea or whatever for your eighty twenty, and now you just can't have another one? That is where our emotional management comes in. That is where our think, feel, eat comes in. All right, so check out last week's broadcast, which was 16, and you'll learn about those first two protocols. And now we're going to go down to, I'm not sure why this is happening. I'm so sorry, guys, people. All right, we're going to go down to the next two, okay? And the first one we're going to look at is macronutrient counting. Hmm. Um, so sorry, I'm going to pause the video for just a second here. Now I don't know what that'll do to, I don't know what that'll do to the uh, Facebook feed. Okay. It just keeps on jumping all over my screen. Um, let me try, try saving the document instead. Um, where is it? History, history, print, fine. Tab. Hmm. All right, I'm going to see if he'll stay here. Excuse me, guys, I'm so sorry. I don't know why the, the chart keeps going off the screen. And next time I will definitely save it. All right, so here we are, macronutrient counting. All right, and with macronutrient counting, we are going to do and do not eat and do the following. So let me see here. All right. Um, screen share for a sec. I don't think you're going to be able to read that. All right, back to screen sharing. Here we go. All right, sorry about that. Here we go. Now it won't jump all over since I opened the actual document. Okay, so last week was keto and calories. Here we go, macronutrient counting and no flour, no sugar. So let's go to the macronutrient counting. We have four, four um, areas to look at. We have don't do and don't eat, willing to, complexity and adherence and other. I explained all of those in episode 16, so be sure you get on that. All right, so with macronutrient counting, we have to eat um, 
in some measured way, 80% real foods and 20% maybe fun foods. This has to be measured, it cannot be estimated. And uh, one of the things that I will be sharing next week, because next week is my helpful food lists, and I have one that's 80-20 that I made for myself that you can use because you have to say, you have to know for yourself what is a real food and what is going to be considered my 20% fake food or processed foods or fun foods, okay? And like for me, I have um, you know, like sugar-free foods and I count those as my real foods because they're non-caloric. The sweeteners are non-caloric. Like I just had, um, what did I just have? I just had a um, uh, sugar-free muffin that I had made out of protein flour and uh, sugar-free sweetener. And I count that as my real. Maybe you won't count that as your real, but you have to know what your real is before you can say, this is real and this isn't. This is my 80%, this is my 20%. And it has to be measured. I use a scale to measure my foods. All right, eat meat, protein, eggs, egg whites, protein powder, et cetera, to prioritize protein. Macronutrient counting. Remember the macronutrient episode was episode 63 of Weight Loss Lifestyle? Yep. Episode 63 of Weight Loss Lifestyle is where um, I taught about the three macronutrients. Macronutrient counting, um, let me give the big picture of it. The macronutrient counting does the following. You go to an app, you put in your information, your height, your weight, your goal weight, um, what, what fuel source you wanna preferentiate, prioritize. So like I put in high, higher carb, lower fat, um, and you know, you can do it the other way, but then you don't get as many fruits and vegetables. You can't eat as many fruits and vegetables. So that's why I did mine high carb, lower fat. That doesn't mean that I low fat and it doesn't mean that I'm high, high, high carb. It just means that of the two, I'm going to have, you know, like 40% carbs and 25% fat or something like that. Um, so anyway, you put it in, it tells you your calories that you need for each day. And then it tells you how many grams of each macro nutrient you should have. It is not for the faint of heart. It, as we're gonna see in just a moment, it's very complex, but it really, really works. And there are a number of reasons it works. One of the reasons is that you don't get much junk food on macronutrient. They call it a lot of times flexible dieting. They'll say everything fits. They'll say, if it fits your macros, they'll say a lot of things fit. For me personally, by the time I get my protein in, I'm lucky if I get a potato, an apple, and a treat by the time I get my protein in. Because my protein takes up so many of my calories. But protein is satiating. If you saw the macronutrient presentation I did, protein is satiating. Protein builds muscles. You look better on protein than you do on carbs and fats. It's just... It's just a thing. So you're gonna have to do and don't. You have to eat, you do have to eat 80%. You can't eat more than 20%. You'll probably need to, you know, you'll need to figure out for yourself what your protein sources are that you're going to get your protein from. Um, but you'll eat a lot of that in order to get the number of grams of protein. You eat a lot of lower calorie foods in order to fill you up. So once I have my protein in place, then I am eating green beans and lettuce 
and apples and bananas and watermelon and potatoes and pineapple. Um, all, uh, you know, my husband's eating all the zucchini and the broccoli and the cabbage and all the stuff he loves um, because we want to be filled up, right? Because it is a low calorie diet, everything. Everything that anybody loses weight on is a low calorie diet, right? They, everybody who is on any kind of eating protocol is, as you watch the macronutrient presentation, you are taking more of this macro, less of this macro, and you are putting it together to fit your new calorie limit. So you start out with calories. Everything really is starting out with calories, even if they say it's not. Um, because you are cutting out whole food groups, guess what? You're reducing your calories. And when you stop losing, then you have to do something else like quit eating nuts, right? I mean, it's just the way it is because you, everybody needs a uh, deficit. You have to eat low sugar, low flour, and low fat for your 80% because they cost too much. They cost too many calories, right? Okay, you have to be willing to. You have to be willing to put your goals into a macro calculator and you have to be willing to derive a calorie count per day and you have to be willing to um, follow that, right? You have to be willing to eat the number of protein. Uh, there are different approaches to it. Some macro places will have where you, um, uh, where you, um, um, do all three macros and you watch, you get your number of carbs, your number of fat grams, your number of um, protein grams. And then they also log fiber usually because you need fiber for your bowels to move properly and for you move food through and so forth. But if you're eating 80% real food, you get a lot of fiber. So um, a lot more than you would without it. And other macronutrient teachers teach, you put it all in there, you do your calories, and your protein and your fiber, and then you can eat whatever you want after that. So um, I pretty much follow the ladder where I put mine in and then I um, get my protein numbers and I put all my food down for the day that I'm going to eat. I put it into my fitness pal. I see how many protein grams and how close I am. And then I see how many calories I have left over for potatoes, corn, watermelon, pineapple, apples, and a treat. You know, I eat a lot of simple foods. Okay, you also must be willing to measure and plan every bite. Remember last week in keto, I said, as long as you don't eat more than 20 carbs and you eat 70, you know, you were eating like all the foods on the high fat list, the egg yolks, the avocados, the olives, the um, fatty, fatty, fatty meats, the chicken skin, all of that, it's not as much measuring in keto, right? So you have to be willing to measure and plan every bite. You must be willing to keep meticulous records. Again, either all three macros and calories, or at least calories, protein, and fiber, like I just described. You must be willing to stay with real foods 80% of the time. That means usually you might have room for one fun food per day. I usually have room for something about two or 300 calories um, uh, left after I get my preferential protein and fiber and everything in. Um, and then one fabulously fun food meal per week. So that's when you're going to go out to a restaurant, you're going to have rolls, maybe you're going to have a dessert, maybe you're going out for ice cream with the family, something that's like too high for it to fit in your daily macros. And 
Um, usually you need some sort of fasting, but it doesn't have to. None of these protocols ha ha call for drastic, dra drastic fasting, okay? Because you can usually stay in most of these protocols with 16 to 18 hours a day of fasting. I'm on an 18 hour protocol. It's not hard at all. I mean, it just is simple. Um, and it, it won't be a problem. Okay, now the complexity and adherence. Because remember, it's not just whether you are, you know, whether um, you can buy the food, you can prepare the food, you can have the food in your cupboard. Is it able to be adhered to easily by you? Like right now, this is the easiest protocol I've ever done, by far, right? I mean, internet fasting was the easiest, but you know, usually we need more than one boundary, one barrier, one boundary. And then the complexity, because macronutrients are very complex. And I even have to get help from my husband sometimes with the math. <laughs> but they say, do it for six months, and then it'll become second nature. So I'm willing to put in the work for six months to learn all the intricacies of all the math, okay, and to weigh my food and so forth. All right, um, because it is such a great adherence. These two are completely different from each other. Complexity is how difficult it is to carry it out. How much cooking is there? Is there too much cooking for you? You know, like on keto, it was so much cooking. I was just like, no, no more baking of special keto products for me. It was too complex, okay? Macros are, com are complex, but adherence is another matter. That's like, do you like it? Do you like the food? Will you be able to stick with it? Cheating? on any protocol will cost you weight loss and potentially weight gain, especially cheating on keto. I talked about that last week. All right, so some other things to consider. This is good, this macronutrient counting is good for someone who doesn't care for sugar or starches at all. It can be expensive. And the reason it can be expensive is because a lot of people, oh, I'm in the wrong one, sorry. Extremely complicated analytical, I already did that. High adherence. And you always have any protocol where you have a daily fun food built in for most of us is going to be easier. It's like I was talking to my client the other day and I said, you know, how do you like your protocol? We talked about her protocol and the protocols that have a fun food every day, even if it's small. Yeah, I can go with the family and get an ice cream cone. I've got 250 calories left. I've got, I'm all done with my protein for the day. I can do that so much easier than something where like no flour, no sugar, no treats daily, one, one meal a week. Keto, no, you go, you eat one candy bar, you've doubled your carbs and you are no longer on a keto diet, you're now on a high calorie diet. High calories means gains weight, gain weight. All right, so that makes the adherence higher in this. Okay, the same thing is true of last week's 80-20. All right, other. This is good for someone who has successfully counted calories before, though measuring food on a scale is recommended. So if you were in Weight Watchers before, if you've used food scales before, if you've counted calories or points or whatever before, then you might say, this isn't bad at all. Okay, this is not overly expensive. Um, keto is very, very expensive, right? Um, something like a carnivore diet, very expensive. 
right? Meat is always more expensive than apples. <laughs> Even my $1.29 an apple that I have to have every day. <laughs> I have to have certain style and type of, grand, of um, uh, Honeycrisp and they can't be bagged. It has to be out of the stupid. Yeah, anyway. Um, but this um, macros are not overly expensive, but they can be expensive because um, if you buy protein powder, if you make smoothies, smoothies really get expensive. I don't drink calories, so I'm except, you know, 10 or 15 calories on my supplement drinks. Um, but I, so I don't know, but if you get protein powder and you put a bunch of stuff in a smoothie, one thing you can have way too many calories, but, you, but you're gonna be charting it and, and keeping track of it on this. So that, that'll be taken care of but it can get expensive if you decide to get your protein in that way, rather than just eating chicken breast and peanut butter and, you know, just um, eggs, egg whites are very cheap, excellent protein source. I have uh, egg white omelets a lot. Okay, cravings can be high with this because you are having that daily fun food. Again, you've got to bring all this together for your perfect storm and you have to know, you know what? Man, the minute I started having M&Ms every day, I went cray cray. My, it was too much for me. It's too much, too many dopamine spikes, too many cravings. I couldn't do it, right? It is easier on your cortisol and stress levels because it can be a more joyful approach than many other, you know, cut out entire food groups and be real stringent. All right, speaking of real stringent, I'm gonna talk about my coach's protocol um, because some people want to do this, right? So this is our second and final one today. And the next week we'll do the last two. I turned my sound off. Do it again. My hour must have gone up, gone off when I first said it. All right, here we go. No flour, no sugar. Do and don'ts to eating. Your do's and don'ts for eating are don't eat any flour or any caloric sweetener whatsoever. Okay. So the flours, that means all flours. Okay, because the no flour, no sugar approach, it was actually first invented or the first time I heard of it was from Dr. Gott. He was a newspaper colonist, G-O-T-T, many, many years ago. I had a high school daughter who went on it three years. She never had flour or sugar except on Christmas day for three years. Never seen anything like it. She was amazingly thin and had no trouble maintaining and didn't have to count anything. She never counted anything. She just didn't eat flour or sugar ever. And Dr. Gott, he was a, he was a physician who had a column, and a syndicated column, and um, that's where I first heard it. And the reasoning behind it is not so that you can go get spelt flour, almond flour, coconut flour, oat flour, um, wax flour, or whatever. The, the premise behind it is no concentrated foods. Don't eat concentrated foods. You take a, something like um, a wheat berry, and you smash it and you concentrate it and you break it down and it's so caloric. And um, you just want more and more and more of things made out of those flowers, even almond flowers and coconut flowers. So um, no flour and no sugar means no flour and no caloric sweeteners. My coach does uh, allow for like stevia, erythritol, um, not xylitol because that has calories. I suppose Splenda, if somebody wants to use that. Um, I use monk fruit, granulated and powdered. I use Swerve brown sugar. Um, 
for my non-sugar things, which is 80%, right? <laughs> All right, and um, you do eat meat, you eat starches, all the starches, um, as long as they're not ground. So yes, rice, yes, oats, yes, quinoa, yes, um, couscous, okay. Veggies, fruits, eggs, dairy, fats, beans, legumes, whole grains, and any other non-ground types of grains, okay. So like whole cereal flakes, like, you know, homemade granola or something, you could probably do, it doesn't have any flour in it. Um, but you know, you can't put honey in it. So I don't know. All right. Um, limit alcohol drastically on this approach. Uh, she considers it to be her, uh, a person says that it should probably be a person's weekly fun food meal. Um, but you know, you'll definitely have trouble losing if you have, if you do flour, no flour, no sugar, and you do little things that go off of it. Okay, when you do a protocol that is not counting, any protocol that's not measuring and counting, so, you know, keto's counting carbs and fats, macros are counting calories and macros, calorie counting with 80-20 is counting calories, no flour, no sugar is not counting anything except for you eat twice a day, you fast 14 to 16 hours, you eat these things on this list. Anytime you do a non-counting approach and you bring something in that's not on that protocol, you take a risk of eating too many calories and then not losing. The deficit for these kinds of protocols when they're not counting, Whole30, um, paleo, no flour, no sugar, the protocol is making a calorie deficit by counting, by taking out this whole lot of foods. This entire lot of sugar, this entire lot of flour, in the case of keto, this entire lot of carbs removed. In the case of paleo, this entire lot of um, flour and sugar. I think it, I might, I, I would have to look exactly. I know they allow honey, but. So the deficit is made from that. So if you bring something back in that's not on that protocol, you are messing up the deficit that you are going to create. So you're no longer creating a deficit. So people are like, well, I've been pretty paleo. I can't believe I don't lose any weight. I'm like, you think you're not counting anything. And you're just hoping that you're not eating more than your body, than your new size body needs. You are, <laughs> right? Um, no flour, no sugar does not create imitations and healthier options for regular foods. They just eat these things here. Meat, starches, veggies, fruits, eggs, dairy, fats, beans, legumes, whole grains. All right. You must be willing to, on the no flour, no sugar, not have flour and sugar except for one weekly controlled, fabulously fun food meal. Controlled means that if you go someplace, your deficit is made from, this, from eating these foods, right? Your deficit is made from not eating these foods. So if you come over here to this fabulously fun food meal and you eat all the things that are not, you know, that are in the don't eat over here column, and then you eat like 4,000 calories of like a roll, um, a salad with croutons and crispy chicken and sugary dressing, like um, French or Catalina, 
Thousand Island, um, honey mustard. Um, and then you have, you know, an entree like fried chicken because you wanted to eat something that's not on your protocol usually. So you have fried chicken and you eat um, French fried French fries because generally speaking, the no flour, no sugar. They're just, they're just like super, just uh, simple foods. And then you eat, oh, don't forget the appetizer. Okay, so you did the blooming onion. I'm out back now. And that is, I think, I think it's 1500 calories. So you split that with somebody. And then you ate dessert too. So you had 4,000 calories. It's not gonna work, right? Your, your fabulously fun food meal and any of these protocols has to be controlled. So like I write down ahead of time, I've only gone out to eat once in three months, four months with the quarantine and um, then, yeah. The more you cook, the better you look. <laughs> oh, these things kill me, don't they? Yeah, it's it's not easy. It's not easy, but it's worth it. All right. So, but if I were going out for a fabulously fun food meal, I would write down three rolls, two rolls with sugar, honey butter, a fourth of a blooming onion. Um, you know, a half of an entree have a dessert if I wanted that to be my fabulously fun food meal for the week. It's got to be control. All right, you stay on 98% of the time, okay? So this is a drastic difference from the 80-20 approaches that I'm talking about. Um, the 80-20 with calorie counting or the um, even just like the low carb that I'm going to talk about next week, not keto. Um, because it's 98% on this list because this, that is your deficit. Can't mess up your deficit. You're not counting anything. You can't add anything back in. You, you can't really have crispy or snacky foods unless it's like vegetables with uh, a dip or something like that, a non-sugary kind of dip. Um, you eat two or three times per day. Um, my coach recommends twice a day because you're gonna get calories from full fat foods. So she's over here you know, eating cream in her coffee and eating um, bacon grease or um, butter, that kind of thing on her vegetables, you know, egg yolks. Since there's so much fat, you almost have to do this eat twice a day rather than three times. And you can fast 14 to 16 hours with this if you just can eat within that eight, eat twice within that eight hours or eat twice within that 10 hours. Um, because these foods keep you full really a long time. You stop and think every food that has to do with fullness is represented here in the no flour, no sugar. And every food that has to do with empty calories or has to do with lack of fullness, like the little M&Ms that only fill up this much, but this big apple for 130 calories, right? So everything in this do eat food list that's represented here fills you up and lasts and gives you satiation. Meat, very satiating. Fat stays in not as long as meat, but longer than carbs. Um, complex carbs, they have fiber and they have water. So they're also filling you up. It's a pretty compelling uh, protocol if you can stay on it. All right, 
that takes me to complexity and adherence. It is not the least bit complex, right? You make this master food list. I'm going to give it to you next week, so be sure you join me here. Um, it is helpful food list. It might already be at my freebies. You can check donnareach.com forward slash freebies. Um, I think my tech girl might have put that up. Anyway, I can't remember if I sent it to her. <laughs> it's not the least bit complex, right? You make a master food list, and I'm going to give you one. Then you just add to it. It's simple. You just print it off, right? I've got four different food lists for you to choose from, and you add to, one, to whichever one you want to use. And you eat that and only that every day. It's not the least bit complex. Remember, complexity is not the same as adherence. Complexity is how extensive is the protocol in cooking, measuring, weighing, doing math, all that. That makes it complex, even comprehension. Like I find paleo, even though it's simple with food list, I find it complex because there are so many things in it that, that do not make sense to me. You know, why can you eat almond flour, but you can't eat white flour. You both, you have to grow the, you have to grow them both and then you have to, to um, uh, pound them down. That doesn't, you know, I know it has something to do with growing seasons and all that, but that feels complex to me. Other people don't think it's complex at all, right? All right, adherence, here we go with adherence. Extremely difficult. You must be willing to never eat pizza or birthday cake or ice cream or anything except for one meal per week. That is complex. That is very difficult to adhere to. And since you're only getting one treat a week, you know, this week it might be pizza. Next week it might be birthday cake. The next week it might be nachos. You are waiting two full weeks before you have anything sweet. If you're going to alternate your sweet and savory for your treat. So I, I just want to paint the picture of what it is. You People will lose weight on this immediately and they will get to their goal weight and they will maintain it with ease and with extreme health because it's all real food. Must be willing to go out and order a meat, a starch, a vegetable, a salad. No breads, no tortillas, no desserts, no breaded foods, etc. except for your one fabulous and fun food meal. All right, let's come over here to the other. This is good for someone who doesn't care for sugar or starches at all. There are people out there. I've heard of them. I just don't know them personally, and we're not good friends. <laughs> okay, they do not care for sugar or starches at all. Um, it's very inexpensive. This is the cheapest diet you can possibly go on because you don't buy anything. Like my coach calls bars Stardust Bars because she couldn't remember what they were called. So she was describing them as something that was made out of sawdust. She called them, then she called them sawdust bars. And then somebody said, well, let's make it happier. So she started calling them star, star, sun, starburst, starburst bars, star, I can't remember. Anyway, it's so inexpensive. You go to the store and you simply buy these things all around the outside of the store, all very inexpensive. This is the cheapest, the cheapest diet you can be on. There's no doubt about it. You never buy flour, you never buy sugar, you never buy Crisco, you never buy chips, you never buy junk food, you never buy anything that's not real. And even in the real, you can buy just cans of beans, eggs, apples, oranges, watermelon, 
chicken, you know, it's very, very inexpensive. But the adherence is the problem that I had. So if that, you know, it could be that that's a problem for you too. This is great for cravings. Absolutely wonderful for cravings if you can adhere to it. Because remember my teaching on the six seductive foods. Six, six seductive craving foods, right? The, the combination of flour and sugar and fat, my trifecta of cravings, right? Your cravings will, will virtually go away. This is similar to like over years anonymous, food addicts anonymous, bright line eating, where you just don't do anything that ever causes a craving. And like my coach says, which would you rather do? Would you rather white knuckle it through cravings and try to use willpower? Those are episodes 16, 61, weight loss lifestyle. Or would you rather not have the cravings to begin with? Which would be easier? If you can adhere to this diet, you will eliminate your cravings. However, it can be hard on your cortisol, your stress levels due to its severity of not severity of you know, cutting out a whole macronutrient, which is very severe, but rather severity in that that is not our society and our world. So it feels so severe. Can be hard on serotonin. You know, maybe you can't get enough joy out of never having any joy eats, never having any fun foods, that kind of thing, except for one meal a week. Um, you know, my coach would say that's good. You need to not get joy out of food. I think that we need to get a lot less joy out of food than we do. But I think it's pretty unrealistic to say that we won't get any. So I don't say that, but I'll stop sharing. So there you have it, guys. Two more protocols. I know this went long and next week will too. And then I'm going to try to get back to my under 30 minute recordings, okay? Um, but I want you to have all the information and I want you to see how it all fits together in the perfect storm. Do you see how those categories do and don't must be willing to, uh, adherence, complexity and other things, how those all come together to create your perfect storm of weight loss. I will see you next week. Hey, sign up for a free coaching consult. No cost at all. Donnerish.com forward slash, um, coaching or coach. DonnaReach.com forward slash coaching or coach. It's also at uh, right for a month, right for a month forward slash coach, coach coaching for moms. Um, sign up for a free 30 minute session with me and we can talk about your perfect storm and you can see if it's a good fit. We only have uh, 10 more days for the half price coaching special. So that is on until June 15th. And that is 16 weeks for half price. It's a founding members for my first, very, very first uh, several clients. So sign up for a consult. We'll talk on Zoom like this together for 30 minutes. And um, you can see if uh, maybe I can help you one-on-one. -on -one. All right. Thanks a lot. I love teaching you. Appreciate you joining me.